Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast. I'm your main host, Aqua. Hey, this is Celeste. Hi, this is Manny. And this is Kevin. This is the not-so-special guest, Adam. Our topic for today is how general education requirements are no longer general at all. This is encapsulated by how at certain universities that literature and math requirements can be fulfilled with things such as global martial art film and literature and Slavonic linguistics. What does that mean? <laughs> you lost exactly. me, bro. You lost me. You used a lot of big now, words. Now elaborate. <laughs> elaborate what you mean, but <laughs> Slavonic. I thought it meant like a Russian mathematics. <laughs> no, it's like, like what? Dude, school man, it's changed so many times. Simplify the meaning. Yes, please, for us and the audience. So basically, you can have a completely other unrelated subjects to your basics of reading, writing, and math substitute in for the credit of your class, which I personally don't think should be right because nowadays you have executive companies that are not willing to hire um, graduates from universities because they cannot fulfill anything necessary. Like, Everyone can. Here, I, I don't know. It's hard to say that. Yeah, I'm gonna butt that. in. I'm gonna butt in. Um, first of all, um, like name, like well-named uh, universities, all require a basic education before you can even take any type of special classes. Do you know what I mean? So, for instance, I know you're going to a community college right now, but community college, you're even in community college. You have to take a basic of English, math, um, science, and, and then a, a humanities class, an economics class, and then a, some type of history and government. And then this is depending on the state because every state has their own history to it. Um, but the university is the same thing. And that's why most community colleges teams up with university to tell students which classes to take for their basic needs before they transfer to a university for their specialized uh you know bs or ba or ms or ma it's like maybe you're spe you're specifying on a different university or different colleges because most colleges you have to take the basic uh, college level classes and tests before they even allow you to even take like for instance if you take english one english two they won't let you take American Lit or Brit Lit until you pass those classes. Yeah, I understand what you mean. Like, you can take um, algebra, college algebra, I mean college algebra, and then trigonometry, calculus, right? And then after that, you can take what the hell you want. But most colleges requires basic education. That's why I'm trying to elaborate on what you're trying to say. So I think it's past the topic of ba quote unquote basic education. And I'm talking more about higher education, right? So, like, I'm talking about bogus courses that are used to fulfill your credit requirements while pursuing the um, goal you want, right? So, Mark Zuckerberg, he went to Harvard, and he took an enormous amount of programming classes and took a bunch of other bogus co courses for his uh, literature and math requirements, right? And this, in turn, 
allowed him to become this programming genius without having to worry about, well, quote unquote, have to worry about his other classes and whether or not he could pass it or fail them because they were basically too easy. So basically what you're trying to say is some colleges has classes where you can substitute an quote unquote easier class to take just so you can meet those requirements to graduate. Right. Okay, so here's my problem with that is most university, like 95% of it, you still have to take a basic of something before you can even take those classes, right? So for instance, if Mark Zuckerberg took these math classes or English classes to get the advanced quote-unquote English math literature just so he can get his bachelor's, he still had had to take English 1, 2, and then basic college algebra. Basically, what I'm trying to say is even if you still have to take those bogus classes to get your advanced credits, for instance, when I took college classes, I was able to take, I was mandatory to take um, college algebra, and then afterwards trigonometry, then Cal 1, right? But after that, my requirements as an engineer requires that you take Cal 1, Cal 2, Cal 3, Cal, and then you have to take um, advanced algebra and then some other advanced math classes. Yes, I understand that you can, like for instance, if I didn't want to take Cal 1, but I wanted to take Cal 2, I could have took business calculus, which is like a easy A, right? Is that what you mean? Basically, well, I'm talking about Basically. on a but more extreme scale. Yeah, but more what he's talking about, I feel like, is that you've already covered the basics and you already did what was required and you have to take. And they're saying, okay, you have to take, still have to take the required classes, but you need to meet like a five credit so you can take an extra class and that's your choice of that extra class what class you could take and that's where some people either choose the easy class just to finish it or they choose the actual english or whatever class that they need to fill in for that course i think that's what he's talking about is that last credit that you need to meet the class that you choose to take is do you take the easy one or do you take like the the one that will help you a little bit because it's boosting your knowledge and what you know about that course and it's challenging you a little bit more than just taking the easy way out that's what he's saying okay so the first question to adam is do you agree with this or not he said so no. I agree it's right or yes absolutely not okay so i see your point of view on why it's not because you're in your eyes that these guys are skipping these quote-unquote basic knowledge that was needed for a executive company but to my eyes is if i'm becoming let's say for instance if i'm becoming an engineer right or if i'm trying to become a programmer my focus for even my elective classes is going to be in those type of field even like my like majority of my classes will be in that type of field for instance if my elective is ai robotics mechanical engineering even if that's not in my field i would like for it to relate to my field and so if anything that required like for instance if i'm missing an english class and i already took if i'm i'm missing like three credit for my english class and i already took english one and two and i can just take a bogus class for another english for instance like i don't know i'm gonna make something up uh, learning english with idiots a class like that just to get an easy a i'm gonna do it because 
most of my studying and time is going to be into learning to program or or what I'm trying to do. So whenever I do get to an executive level, instead of being like, oh, you can't speak English correctly or you can't do basic math, I can just pop out and be like, this is my skill set. This is my expertise. Do you want me or not? Yeah, I agree with that, too, because it's just like for me, for me personally, I feel like if I'm studying something like as certain as let's say I'm going to go for like a nursing degree, you go for all the sciences and you try to learn like think about the body, you have to learn the medicine, stuff like that. Your main focus is going to be that and everything else is going to going to be aside for me it is as long as you get the basic stuff and you do retain the basic knowledge and maybe like a level up you should be good to be able to understand and how to communicate with emails how to send a professional email you know doing mla and all that you learn that in the basics so you're set for doing basic stuff in life they really like i really don't see a need for you to learn something else if you're really in a different field now unless you're doing like an english major and you're doing that and you take all the easy classes for an english major then i'd see where that'd be a problem because you're just kind of easing your way out of it and taking like the faster path to just finish and do your job but I highly doubt English majors, they'll let you take those easy courses because it's required of you to take all those courses. See, I can agree with what Celeste said. It's like, if you're, pat like, this is for anyone trying to become something, right? Or trying to major in something. If you are taking the easy way out for your major, for instance, if I'm becoming a writer and I had to take all these writing classes and I took the easy way out by taking, like, you know, easy writing classes and stuff like that, that means you're not very passionate. <laughs> and you're and, cheating somebody else in the opportunity of getting a job that you got when someone else could have more rightfully gotten that job because they took in the time out to take those. Yes and no. But at the same time, what I mean is like, if you're not passionate in what you want to do, that means if you're going to take the easy way out, you're never going to be passionate enough in that field that you want to do to learn to advance more it's like if if a robotics mechanical robotic guy just took the easy way out and learned programming and ai right he's never gonna really know robotics mechanical robotics because that's his field but if he took the easy way out he's never gonna learn the quote-unquote major thing he needs to do i can understand if it's not something in your major that you're trying to get the easy way out just so you can get rid of that and focus on more on your passion but if it's on your passion and you're going the easy way out then yes i can agree with what you're meaning but if it's vice versa then i can't agree with it because in my in my eyes i'd rather focus on what i'm passionate about and what i'm majoring in so people can understand that this is my expertise and if you have an issue with it you can come talk to me about it. I can give you the definite answer in it. But for me, if I need help in English or anything like that, obviously that's a basic basic class that you should have taken while you're in college. So how you were saying about expertise and like how you're going to take the classes that you need to take for your, your job expertise, right? What would you say about job fluidity, right? Like let's say 
you're a master engineer at some power plant, right? And you get fired. And there's no, like, just for example, like, let's say there's not really anyone hiring for a master engineer. And you can't do much else than engineering, right? Then, then what's the case? Because you can't, um, you don't have much wiggle room, you know? Well, um, you see, well, sorry, yeah. I'll let him go before I, yeah, you see what I see. Oh, damn it. Talking. Shut up. What, what, the way I see it is, okay. So let's say this dude's worked at this power, power plant for a while now. And, uh, he's, <clears throat> let's say five years of experience there, right? Those five years of experience will give him leverage towards anywhere because they know he's done all right. Uh, that's what most companies look at. Um, see, now, but I kind of get the point where Adam is saying because you know some people don't know uh, English very well, and it's hilarious because especially my job, I kind of see that. I can see how people write their emails, and uh, it to me it would be kind of embarrassing to send an email out to a vendor or to a, a partnership with the, with your business. And you have all these like common grammatical errors, which I see a lot in the emails. And I think this is where Adam is coming along. It's like, it, why take the easy way out? We at the end, you're just going to embarrass yourself because you, you, sh you're showing that you took the easy way out, you know, and uh, it can get you fired. But if this guy, like you said, the power plant, he, he mastered in his degree in his field, right? And he took all the classes and even he took the easy way out and he's been there for five years. It'd be pretty easy for him to get another job because he already has that experience to back him up compared to someone who's just coming out of the university. And then I'm going to also back up what I'm going to continue to what back up uh, Danny said is that even if he lost his job, his experience and years there will get him another job. At the same time, you have to understand at your current job, you just don't you don't just do what you learned in school. You actually branch out and do other things other than being the master engineer. Like like for instance, you don't just do what a master engineering would do, right? Because as a master engineering, they're expecting you to be able to branch out and do other things. So that's why there's stuff called um train uh, indoor tra or in co tra company training is because they're going to expect you not to just do the master engineering they're going to expect you to do be able to do this and that just how they want it to do and you do understand i'm going to go back on what danny said that if if you can't write a simple email to a, for instance a vendor or to a businessman usually people who writes email or quote unquote usually for a, a big well-named company Usually big name companies will have someone like, for instance, a secretary, an admin, or or just a regular email call. I would just use secretary or front desk worker Clerk. to do these type of jobs because as in their in the company's eyes, as an asset, they don't want to take away an engineer's time by just writing simple emails as getting a vendor's numbers or ordering products, right? Yep. They're going to, the vendor is going to, the, the engineer is going to go up to a desk worker, a front worker or an admin be like, hey, this is the stuff I need. Please order it. And then after that, yes, they can, they'll, they'll send the items to the engineer. At the same time, if an engineer is emailing a vendor, there yes, there's going to be grammatical error, but they're emailing the vendor with into detail stuff about their product. So 
most likely that vendor is just going to send it to their engineering side and be like, hey, talk to him because I have no clue what he's talking about. Because most, most vendors are usually people who it's just the base of the company. They're not the their technical side of the company. Do you know what I mean? Because their engineer is going to talk to your engineering and see what the detail is. Yeah, they both can talk with non-grammatical error, but with their expertise, they're going to be like, okay, I understand what he's talking about because he's giving me the detail level of like what the chipset or the capacitor is not working, yada, yada, et cetera, et cetera. And so that's why I still don't agree with what you mean, because at the end of the day, even if if someone, his high level expertise loses his job, he can still get a job within that, that's why it's called master, let's say master of engineering, of any type of engineering. It doesn't even have to be like computer engineering or it doesn't have to be mechanical. If he has that basic of engineering, he can work with any type of engineering yep. stuff. You see, I, yeah, I, I, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to add, plus a lot of people don't know is that even after like you leave a job, what really matters is experience. And that's what a lot of jobs look at. It's like they look at the experience that you have and they look at all the little job titles. And plus they talk to your other, um, your previous boss and they let the boss lets them know like, okay, th this person did this, this and this on top of their job and stuff like like kevin said it's like you have side stuff that you do as well so experience goes a long way too so it's not just of grammatical errors and stuff like that but your experience does take you a long way so even if you got fired from a job it is really easy to get another job if you have experience you see the way i agree with adam it, I, so it's like it's circuit english <laughs> it, it just it matters it, it matters when it's the only time that matters is when are you, you're fresh out of university and you're trying to get your very first uh, career job. That's the only time it'll like, matter because you don't have any experience to back you up. You, you have to show you're worthy from the very start. And if you can't, it's going to be tough shit and you have to move on to another job. You have to search again. That's, uh, why, that's why most universities does senior projects. And at the same time, you know, your resume comes with a portfolio of what you did in, in school yeah. to show proof of like, this is what I did while I was a senior at, uh, in college. And this is my portfolio. And most, most, most colleges won't let you graduate unless you do a thesaurus. I mean, a thesaurus, <laughs> a thesaurus, like uh, a thesis, yeah, a thesis or any that type of like big project. As yeah. an engineer, yep. you have to create or invent something to help the society. That's yep. most engineering um, uh, requirement. We don't do thesis. We do stuff to advance our technology world. Yep. Um, and for majors, for like bachelors of arts and all that stuff, they do thesis. Um, for nurses, they have to, they're required to go to an, an, uh, a hospital and work, a, I think, 180 hours As an in total for a s semester, any type of nursing degree, like becoming a doctor. And then at the same time, you know, stuff like that. You're required to work, and those type of experience comes into play to getting a job. Yes, some college students, it's hard. It's it's very hard to get a job coming out of college. Yes, but that's but I don't want to go into like a a whole different topic and argument. But it's just like some people just when they're fresh out of college, they just demand too much, you know. And then to them, they're like, oh, I did all these work. I demand. 
I'm like, I'm looking for this type of pay. I'm, the, I'm yep. like, I'm looking for this type of benefit. But in reality, it's just like you're fresh off. You're you're basically an entry level. You don't have. Yes, you might have the skill set and perks to back you up, but you don't have the experience to back you up to be, uh, for instance, a tech four or a senior level analyst. Yeah, you might have. You, you might, some company might hire you if you have the GPA, the senior project to back it up. But most people don't have that. And most people just have like a very simplistic project or a very simplistic thesis to get them out of college, you know, just so they can start fresh. But most of the times you have to start entry level before you can work your way up the ladder. You're always going to hit a glass ceiling. Yes. But there's boundaries to break those glass ceiling. It's like, do you stay at this company forever or you take this experience that you got with this company, move on to a different company and try to break that glass ceiling yourself. You know, some people, they finally, they finally hit a glass ceiling and they kind of sit there and be like, well, this is where I'm meant to be then, or this is, I'm stuck here. They, they're not, a lot of people lose passion. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people lose passion. And that's a lot of things I see nowadays is people, once they get to a certain glass ceiling, they're just sitting there. They're like, okay, well, this is where I'm at. This is how I'm going to stay here. And that's why a lot of people kind of stay at their job for, I don't want to be rude, but like I've seen a lot of people who stays for 15, 20 years sitting at the same position they've been at 10, 15 years ago. It's because they don't want to move up anymore. And some people are satisfied with that. It's to me, it's kind of, it's like, it's mind blowing to me because as an engineer, like I watch people just kind of sit there in the position like, oh no, I'm satisfied where I'm at. I'm satisfied with the pay and I'm satisfied with the workload I get. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, there's no problem there. Yeah. It depends on the person. It it depends on the person because in 10, 15 years, they're like, oh, I'm going to retire soon. So why not? And to me, I'm just like, I'm the type of guy who I'm like, I'm not just going to sit there. I'm going to keep moving forward, you know, because my goal at the end of the day is to be in a position where I want to be. And then once I hit that position, like everybody else did, where I'm happy and satisfied, I'm going to stop. You know, that's where my passion ends because that's where my goal, where I met my goal. Do I make new goals or do I just stop there? You know, it just all depends on the person. A lot of people are just satisfied where they're at, to be honest with you. Yeah. And you know, one thing to add with Kevin, you know how he said, uh, a lot of people expect too much when they leave uh, universities. I kind of put the blame on Glassdoor and LinkedIn because they show you, oh, this is the starting number of your salary for this job title. And what they don't mention. It's false reality. It's not false reality. It's, it's, it's misleading information. It's that starting salaries for people who already have experience to back them up. That's what companies look for. They look for experience. So whenever you're first starting out, like Kevin said, it's going to be an entry level job. And then from there, you move forward, you move up, you know, it's, it's, it, this market is very competitive and, you know, and if you're not the best, then sorry, you're not going to get the best pay. I mean, that's, that's just reality. That's just the hard truth. People yeah. just and, gotta get yeah. over and, you know, it. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, another thing that Kevin said that, um, he said company training, that's so true. You know, there's so many certifications that companies will make you want to get so you can keep moving forward. Companies, uh, push you to do better but it's up to the person if they want to continue going forward or they can be lazy and stay where they're at or they're just happy where they're at you know yeah the crazy part where i mentioned the company um company training is that a lot of people whenever they get the opportunity to do company training they kind of just sit there yep. and then they just kind of they treat it as they a just vacation kinda, you know they'll just yeah they treat it like a vacation it's kind of doodle on their pencil like on their piece of paper and they not really take that training in positively because you have to understand as a company to to see you 
as an employee, you are their asset, right? So in their in their minds, if I put money into these assets to make them grow, what do they what do I get out of it? What do you do? If I take the time to learn, the company grows more because now I'm learning more. I'm more of a benefit to my company. And then now they're getting more asset out of it. They're getting more knowledge out of it because yep. then I will take my time to create something for the company and then they'll make more money out of it. That's how company sees it. And that's why a lot, I mean, a lot of companies will literally pay for any education advancement, like going back to school, or they'll literally pay for you to go take training because they want you to learn. Yep. Yeah. they You know, a lot of people is going to be like, oh, well, once he learns that, he can just leave our company and then go move up for it. Well, that's the risk they're willing to take because they rather be like, if I pay for him and show him loyalty that 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 I can out the company will pay for him to get training or her and that they'll stay, stay, it just shows loyalty. You see what I mean? Because if I can fork out the money, it's yeah, it might be a little fork, like a little bump in the road for me. But at the end of the day, if I can get him that far, what do you make him be loyal to my company and stay longer? And then it'll end up making me profit more. Yeah. Helping him so he can help you. Exactly. Basically, yeah. that's like, yeah. it's like, what's the, what's the quote? Everybody tells me, scratch um, my back. I scratch rather than, you. rather than teach a, teach a man, so rather than fish for a man, you teach him how to fish and he'll, I, I don't know the quote. That, you can that's, always treat yeah, an old it. dog new tricks or you can always teach an old dog new tricks. Give him no, that fish, feed him for a day. Teach a man how to fish. Give him that fish and he'll eat for a day. Teach him how to fish and you'll feed him for life. Exactly. That's, that's basically yeah. the benefit of it. It's like, if a company is willing to take the time a day to train you, right? Yeah, it's going to benefit you and your resume. But at the end of the day, it benefits them way more because it helps them in the long run. Because then if you continue to take training left and right, you're going to build all these certification under your resume. But then at the same time, if the company like, oh, man, he's really pushing himself. He's really he's really taking all these classes. He got all these certification on his belt. Trust me, your your promotion will probably be every other four or five months because they're gonna like okay well he's doing better than everybody else promote him let's give him a better pay Come an asset to the company yeah exactly yep. because then at the end of the day they're gonna be like he has more experience than everybody he has the knowledge he has the passion to push himself to be this far give him the promotion he deserves yeah there is the slight one to ten percent where they don't get their promotion but at the end of the day like i said once you hit that glass ceiling what do you do do you continue to stay at a company or do you move forward and find something that you benefit off of by making a profit or getting a raise you know it's like if a company doesn't appreciate you for what you're doing for them then leave find a different find a different job while you're waiting yeah. it's not it's to me it's not that hard I like yeah i might be old and grumpy all the time but it's just like don't my thing is don't cry about something make a difference because my quote to every a lot of people like to these guys in this group is if you can't if if something is bothering you right if you can't change it then leave it if you can make a change to make it better to make it less aggravating to you then change it to make it benefit you facts you know one thing I could back up this whole thing is me and my current job, you know, when I first had my, my interview to go in, I, I didn't have any uh, any uh, experience with this. I didn't have any education in this. Uh, 
and my boss, he was very aggressive on my interview to see if I would whimper out and skip out and be intimidated or if I was going to be there willing to learn new things and move forward. And one thing that stuck to me from that interview that's really stuck to me, which it's going to be like three years ago now, is this company is investing in you. you you're becoming an investment towards the company. Because he, he was making sure if I was going to stick and learn or if I was just going to quit within six months like most 19-year-olds would do and move <clears> on. Because I, I was 19 at the time when I got hired. And, uh, oh, sorry, I was 18. I was 18 when I got hired. And uh, so it's just kind of like, no, no, no. Yeah, I was, I was 19 because this was 2017. I, I was... Yeah, 19. So he was, just, he was just very harsh on me because, I mean, he made it clear. I'm, I'm an investment towards the company. I have to be willing to learn. I have to be willing to move forward and, you know, not just stick back and just quit six months later after receiving six months of checks and just continue job, job hunting, uh, not job hunting, jump hopping for another job, you know, and, uh, that's how most companies are. And, you know, that's why I'm very thankful that I, I got hired at this company because uh, not only is giving, giving me experience very early on, it's, it's helping me continue my education. Now, it, it was a double-edged sword starting very early at, uh, at 19 because I, I work from in the mornings during the week. So it's kind of hard for me to go to college. Uh, the community college I was going to, a lot of my classes is during the day when I'm at work. They don't offer online classes, so I have to find another college, which I'm planning on doing this summer, is looking for another college that will offer online classes throughout the week, and that way I can move forward. Because my original plan was to be a computer science major, but I, that, that got too difficult for me, so I kind of dropped that. Now what I'm going for is Associates of Applied Science. And, you know, that company training Kevin was talking about, they're making me do Six Sigma Black Belt. And I'm doing Quality Engineer Certification. And not only that, I'm also learning, um, like, this is separate from what the company is doing for me. I'm, I'm learning a lot about motherboards and boards in general, uh, printed circuit boards. And uh, I'm learning about mechanical engineer. I'm learning how engineers uh, view their CAD files. I'm learning how uh, how to measure and use tools to for quality, you know. And uh, I mean, obviously, that's all in the quality engineering stuff. But I'm doing this on my own step because not only is investment for the company, it's investment for my future. Um, right now, we're in uncertain times where you could easily get laid off. And uh, honestly, I'm not afraid of that because, like I said, it's a lot easier for me to go find a job for quality now because I have three years under my belt and I'm going to school for it. So I'm already a step ahead of most people in, in, in my age. That's, yeah, and at the same, that's my experience. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I'll just, I'll and at, the, at the same time, I'm going to use uh, Danny as an example, right, to back up even further my argument. Like Danny is a QC, right? But at the same time, at his job, they're making him do QA stuff, which is called insurance, right? So not only is he doing QC, right? He's also doing QA. See, this is where I say you don't just do your 
job as your title. You also do other jobs on the side, which then goes under your belt as experience. Being like, hey, I did this and this. So other companies can be like, oh, he has experience in both. Why not hire him for this one? You know, even if he can't find a QC job, he can always do a QA job. You see what I mean? And to answer your fully, to answer your question, Adam, I totally wholeheartedly disagree with you unless they're taking the easy route out for their own major, right? For if, like, like I said earlier, if they're doing their major and they're trying to take the easy route, then by all means, I totally disagree with you. But if this is like your Mark Zuckerberg argument, if he's just trying to do all programming, of course I'm just gonna I'm gonna say no to that because the man became a billionaire from programming Facebook. Like that that's the thing is it's like if I'm passionate about something, I would say just go for it, right? And then so instead of being it being being stopped by roadblocks for for instance like advanced English or advanced math or whatnot, it's just I rather you do something you love for the rest of your life rather than doing something you don't love because you have asked it. You know what I mean? I think my main thing against it is, I don't know if it's ethics or morals, but if someone else has to do something and then you um, quote-unquote half-ass it, like, I don't see that as uh, fair. You know what I'm saying? But my thing, though, is if you had the option to do it right and the same guy next to you has the option to do it and he have at one half asked it and the other guy chose not to that's all on the other guys right so my thing i understand like your point of view but at the same time if i was given a, a pencil to write and you were given a pencil to write right at the same time we both got pens at the same time but i chose to use the pen instead of the pencil and you chose to use the pencil my thing is if someone was like, oh, why did he use the pen and why didn't he use the pen, right? That's that's not ultimately my choice. That was your choice to take the advanced class so you can, quote, unquote, further your knowledge rather than me taking on taking an advanced class just so I can graduate. You see what I mean? See, but the thing is, in that example, right, let's say because you're upgrading from pencil to pen, right? Let's say you only have the pen, which is your master's in your certain degree field, right? I... For example, I would have both the pencil and the pen, right? So I could have my master's and whatever else, right? And in there, I would use the pencil as a analogy that I could, um, almost like a backup plan, right? Because with the pen, you can't erase, but a pencil, you can. You know, so I almost see it as you're, being, you're better preparing yourself for if something goes wrong. At that point, I think it's really up to the person because it's going to be up to that person on how they utilize what they learn and how well they can show what they learn. So if a person like they've done all the courses and they did the correct courses and even did like the actual like English, math, whatever courses that they had to do, then at that point, that person can be able to also use that and be able to show that even more through what they're doing and how they're saying and emails and stuff like that as opposed to another person who just took the easy way out and kind of just have the basic knowledge so on that aspect you got to think about well is the person with the actual courses that they took going to shine brighter than the person that just half-assed it at that point it's it's really up to the person 
because it goes farther more than just the courses. It goes up to like how they can represent themselves in front of a company or corporation or whatever or any type of job setting that they're gonna do. I'm gonna go and back. Sorry. That that's that's just up to like with them. Hold on. Tell me. Before you go, can I say something? Go ahead. Okay, so I get I get what Adam's saying and Adam it, it really <laughs> so it's a good thing that, so like for you, if you want to go the extra mile, it's a good thing. I mean, I wouldn't stop you. I wouldn't like completely disagree with you. Yeah, you do you, honestly. But, exactly. But but hold on. But you see what what Kevin is saying, yeah, happy, people might half-ass it and still make it. But then here you are maybe uh, a year later because you took those extra classes, right? And you come out and you both apply for the same job at the same time because I don't know what the other guy was doing. Like this, this is just an example, right? They'll probably look at your resume uh, more than the other guys because they'll see that you're willing to learn. It all, that's all it comes down to. It. it, it you, if, if you show that you're willing to learn and you're willing to move forward and you're, you're willing to show that you're, you can be a very good asset to the company, then that's when it matters. Because and perseverance. Yeah. But, you know, I can see Kevin's argument too. I mean... It, it it all really just boils down if you just show you're worthy of learning the new company policies and stuff like that, and if you're trying to help the company out a lot, that's yeah, that's really yeah that's really what it really boils down to it. So that's why I don't agree or agree or disagree. It, it's just it's just it's, it's all situational. Honestly, kinda kinda and kind of isn't. I mean, you it, see, Adam, in, in, see, in like, most most situations. The the guy that went the extra mile, it, it would always, favor yeah, exactly. them. That's, yeah. that's exactly what I was going to say before you said it. It's okay. like, like you represented, you said that if I go the extra mile, of course, you're going to get the better pay at the end of the day. And at the same time, you're going to get the better experience at the end of the day or even the better job. And that's like, that's why I'm not this, like, I'm disagreeing with what how you word the topic question of the day, because you're saying it's not necessary. But at the same time, I'm I do agree with it because if you if someone chooses not to take the extra mile, of course, they're gonna still be able to make it, right? But if you choose, this is why I say the guy with the more passion in my statement, if you mm -hmm. choose to go the extra mile with the passion that you have, like I said earlier, you're gonna get the promotion. You're gonna get you're gonna break the glass ceiling. This is why I say if you're the guy with the passion, because if you do the extra mile, you're going to get the extra candy, right? It's like Halloween. If I get tired halfway, I'm only going to get how much candy I'm going to get in my bag. But if you took the extra mile, you're going to get more candy because you took more houses. You see what I mean? Right. At the end of the day, the person who takes the extra mile will always, always make more and always benefit. Yes, there's sometimes, there's always situation where the guy who the extra mile doesn't make it. But the, trust me, when it comes to a company, there's millions of companies out there that would be willing to take the guy with the extra mile trust me i i work for a company that we look at everything on a resume i mean everything yep. from your gpa to where you went to college to um it it's just it just boils down to basically everything on your resume it, or it's like is this person has more experience and worth more than this person is like asking this question who would be a better asset at the end of the day with their experience because then at the end of the day the person that went the extra mile would most likely be the person you choose
because they took right. that extra step. Exactly. And so I'm not, I disagree with how you stated your statement, but it's not like I wholeheartedly disagree with your statement. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I don't disagree with the guy like going the extra mile. I just disagree with how you stated the topic of the day. I would, I, I'm the guy who would take the extra mile because, you know, at the end of the day, you want more, you know, I crave more knowledge. I crave more you know, you yearn all these things, right? Some people just don't. And those are the people who won't take that extra mile because they're satisfied, like I said, they're satisfied with where they're at. And they will, they'll be happy to sit there for 15 to 20 years just so they can retire. While people like me, you, and Danny, we're not happy with where we're sitting, you know? We're not happy where we're at most of the time. So what we do, we yearn for knowledge. We push ourselves. We try to grab for a passion that we want in life. And so that is literally my answer for your topic today yeah here's a, another example adam for you um i work with a coworker who used to be a a, a programmer right he uh, he went to college back in the 70s for computer science and he he's giving me all his story his life story because he, he's he's a real badass guy he's really cool I, he's one of my good friends as well and uh and he's met him once before and uh I have. and uh <laughs> You see, colleges even then had um, what's it called senior projects where you had to go do something in your degree field to have to graduate. I mean, this guy, he said he wrote a code because back then they, they used punch cards to check out books for library and stuff like that. They didn't have this, the, the, uh, the code where you just scan it and it's like, oh, here, it's checked out to you. He programmed that for his, uh, his college. That, yeah. was, that was his project. And uh, he was mm -hmm. the one that made that movement in colleges, or at least in this college. And uh, and he told me how he did it. He he just straight up went to to the uh, to the top guy that controls all of that. He said, "Hey, look, I have to do a programming project. You guys have something for me." And then they said, "Oh yeah, sure. Try to do this because we're getting tired of holding all the stamp cards and stuff like that and keeping it organized. Because back then they had drawers full of this crap to try to keep it organized." Oh yeah, and uh, and uh, he he just went the extra mile and did the whole programming on his own, and uh, and uh, he he completed it. He showed everyone how to use programming on the computers back then, because back then it, it was you still had to use code to use the computers, because uh, computers were still very uh, primitive back then, and uh, so he had to teach them how to use the code. And from there, he wants to go work for a bank. <laughs> I mean, he got a job at a bank. And ever since then, he's been moving up slowly. And he, trust me, this guy, I'm pretty sure he has money because uh, even now, he owns three cars on his own. He lives in an in, in apartment on his own. And, uh, and the cars he has are nice. I mean, uh, <laughs> dude, they're really nice. And, uh, and, see, and the job he's working at right now with me, He's only doing that for fun, kind of. I mean, like, he doesn't need that income. And, uh, you know, he's only there just to work. But you see, the thing is, you just, from the very start, even in college, uh, co either it's community college or a university, you have to show that you're willing to learn and go the extra mile. I mean, if that's if you want to get a top dollar job. I mean, it's not guaranteed. So don't get me wrong. It's not guaranteed, 
because the guy that half-assed it may get the job before you do because you're going the extra mile, but eventually you'll become their boss because you went the other route. That's, that's how my, my coworker did it. He went around those people, basically, and uh, went further up than the other people do because he said that he still has coworkers that got stuck behind that are still working for the same company and still making the same pay, and they complain about it daily. And he's over here doing a job that he doesn't even have to do. He's, basically, he's ready for retirement, but he just chooses to work. So you see, in the, in the long run, it will matter. And it, the, your results will be shown then. You see, the problem we have with our youth now is that they expect everything right away, and that's not okay. The way our system is built globally. That's not, not how life not, works. Not, not, not even in the United States. This is the same thing for China, India, Russia, the uh, United Kingdom, uh, France, across the globe. It, it all boils down to who's willing to learn, who's willing to go the extra mile, and uh, who, who, who just strives to be the best. Because who, the ones who strive to be the best ends up being the billionaire you hear on, on, on TV or on your social media. They didn't get there right away. Well, at least some of them didn't, you know. And, I mean, think about it. The ones you hear the most is because they've done the most impact. Like, like you said, Mark Zuckerberg, you know, he, he might have taken shortcuts to it. But, look, he became a very good programmer. He created a program that no one's thought about to do before. And uh, he, he mastered it. And, and look where it got him. Same thing with uh, Steve Jobs. I mean, look where he, where he, he went, you know? And, uh, I mean, it all comes down to, are you willing to go to the extra mile? Because easily, Mark Zuckerberg could have gone to MySpace and programmed for them and become a slave that way. Or he went the extra mile and said, no, I'm going to do my own program, and I'm going to go forward from here. I don't know if I explained it well or not, but... That's that's my take. That's why I uh, I went that way. So Adam, do you, you you get what we're all saying here? Yeah, yeah, I get it for sure. <laughs> I know it's a lot Kevin of take. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're, uh, we're um, not trying to fire you up. It's just a lot oh no, of no, like... I know it's because y'all are old and I got more experience, you know. I definitely well, see where you're coming from. The, the overall of this topic for you is if you have the passion, push yourself. Yeah, honestly. Right. I mean, do you have any other questions or are you good? I'm always great, you know. Okay, okay, well. <laughs> just asking, never hurts to ask. Honestly, yeah. like, my, my thing is, like, with school, is, like, I feel like we take a lot of classes, like, high school-wise especially that are irrelevant you know well, yeah oh, well, i mean that, gonna, that's yeah that's, that's high gonna school. be a great topic yeah. for another day yeah, that, yeah. Trust me, we can I elaborate of, on that one on yeah the next that is gonna be, you know if you want to we can have this for our next topic because that's a really great question that a lot of people ask me and i have a, a ton of things to say about that Bro, i think we all do honestly we yeah. can do a part one and two of this technically yeah well well, that's a different but question. It's a, so it's it, a different yeah, it's yeah. a different well, like, side to like this, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, we'll just go ahead and do that uh, next week. So, 
those of you guys listening, um, make sure you subscribe if you want to listen to this and uh, follow us on Spotify or iTunes if you want to go ahead and listen to that to our next topic. Um, I know it's a lot to take in. Um, I know uh, <laughs> we talked a lot, and uh, we're not trying to scare you of the real world out there. We're just trying to help you and uh, help you succeed in life because that's our goal at the end of the day with this podcast. We're just trying to help you out here. Um, remember, this is just all based on our experience. I mean, you heard Kevin's experience. You heard my experience. You heard Celeste's experience. And, you know, I don't have much experience. so That's why I didn't talk much. But, I mean, that's why I give that example from my coworker because, I mean, he's, he's a lot older than I am. He's been through it all. He's literally been through it all. So that's why I... I, I I thought it was pretty cool that I was able to share that because yeah, this co this coworker I talk about, I think of him highly and he he's really cool. He's the one that motivates me to continue going forward, and uh, and he wishes me the best and he wishes me to strive to be better. And obviously myself and my family and friends, they they also push me to go forward. But yeah, so if you guys want to listen about the high school topic and how any pointless classes that are in there, I mean, go ahead and. Follow and subscribe. Hit the little bell uh, notification on YouTube so you can be notified once it goes live. Or just stick with our schedule if we stick to it. Because <laughs> uh, sometimes we'll have a hiccup and I'll, I'll have to upload it later. But uh, but this sh- uh, the podcast should be up by uh, Wednesdays at noon. Uh, regardless, you know, it should be. But should. anyways, um, if you guys have any other questions or any uh, thoughts on what we talked about, go ahead and email us at galaxycrewpodcast at gmail.com uh, or write it down in the comments down below if you're on YouTube and uh, go ahead and let us know your thoughts or comments uh, or questions if you have any questions for us. And if you want to stay anonymous, go ahead and email us and state that you want to be anonymous so that way we keep you anonymous. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be our podcast for today. Thank you for listening. And also, before we go, please share the podcast to those who you believe this would help. Uh, this is supposed to be to help everyone, uh, and uh, hopefully, um, it will. All right, guys. Well, we'll catch you in the next one later. See you guys. Bye. Great day.